This podcast contains strong adult content, probably crude language, and general fuckery. So put those kids away. (laughs) Get them out of here. Good evening. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortion. Huge increases in sexually transmitted diseases. Transgender rights is a fundamental human right. There is a right to marriage equality. I repeat, speaking to you from the steps of the Supreme Court, there is a right to marriage equality. Should sex education be taught to our kids? Rolling back contraceptive coverage for women. Make sure that women get the health care that they need. So we've got a lot of work in front of us. Thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> it's me, Robin, and Lacey. Hi, that's me. <laughs> How I can't you doing? It. Oh man, let me tell you. Today, Uh-oh. driving Seattle, mm. just the worst. That's it all. Is so bad. Um, yeah, other exactly. than the driving issue, and that's my dog opening the door. Wow. <laughs> Come on in. (laughs) Like, hello. Okay. I thought you might miss me. Yeah, you should leave. (laughs) Thanks for coming in. How are you? How are you feeling? You have a week off? I have this week off, and I'm already uh, losing my mind. I said earlier that this is my first time talking to anyone today, Uh, and it's 6 o'clock p.m., so that's a little worrisome but (laughs) that's like my dream life it's really really nice i would love to not talk to anyone until ever yeah i just have been watching a lot of netflix and i spent a lot of today cooking which was really nice i got to like take my time Uh and it's like i don't know it was pretty peaceful i'm excited because i get to eat the results of your all day of cooking (laughs) so it's don't get your hopes up it's not (laughs) that good but um uh, yeah, it's it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you will Acceptable. eat it. Acceptable, and then you will say that was okay. <laughs> um, oh, also, well, Frisky History is a podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, it explores the humorous, bizarre, and sometimes horrifying history of reproductive health, relationships, and sex. Yep. Um, we gotta tell you who we are. Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, almost forgot. But thank God, <laughs> people would have no idea. No, they would not have um, any idea. No. This week, I'm talking to you. Yeah. About. Yeah. Um, the history of how women have handled menstruation. Woo! Menstruation. Is it menstruation or menstruation? I mean, I think menstruation. But <laughs> menstruation. I'm just trying not to say that word at all. Yeah. I just. <laughs> Let's just pick a new topic and start okay. over. <laughs> Um, well, so I will start at the very beginning, which is biblical times, which I don't really know what that means. (laughs) I should have looked it up, but it's like when the Bible was happening. (laughs) Yes. Oh boy. Uh... This is just a little background. So women in this time were forced to go into seclusion when they had their period. Um, they had to stay <laughs> away for seven full days before returning. Uh, and this still happens today mm-hmm. in Nepal. Um, there are menstruation huts, uh, which are poorly insulated and unheated, and they're basically sleeping outside. The, there are people who die in these huts, and Jesus. sometimes... The the deaths are caused by them trying to make a fire and keep warm, but like the fumes from the fire, yeah, um, end up killing them. So, oh my god, I was like, it's really fucked up. <laughs> I should have. I was thinking of making a nice joke, but I should have done before you got to that. Oh part man, because oh, man. now I feel like <laughs> I am curious. The what moment the joke is 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was going to be. It was off the cuff, clearly, because I'm just. That's how just I work. I just <laughs> off the cuff riffing. Constantly riffing. I'm so good at it. It was just going to be some joke about like how like I wish I could go into seclusion every time I have my period because literally <laughs> everything gets on my nerves. Oh yeah. But now I feel the moment pass, <laughs> and now I'm like. I don't feel comfortable making that joke. So instead, I said it like a regular sentence, making it not funny. No, I'm glad you didn't make that joke. (laughs) I'm glad we didn't talk about Um, that joke at all. Um, Wow, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's it's still a big issue. Um, But anyway, so moving on. (laughs) 16th and 17th century... Uh, menstrual blood was considered poison in Europe, which <laughs> sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, I will like every time someone is making me fucking angry, I wish I could just yeah. threaten to wipe my menstrual blood on oh them. Oh my god, yeah, that would be just amazing. Like, oh my god, <laughs> poison. That would be like I would just collect it in vials, <laughs> and, like <laughs> line the windows with it. And oh just my god, give everyone a a nice warning. That would be um, so fun. <laughs> but, uh, so this poison was said to have given rise to vapors that caused hysteria, explaining women who, uh, were emotional on their periods or whatever the fuck. So ni- <laughs> the 1850s was when, um, things started being made so women could handle their periods better. Mm-hmm. Um, so women used to wear rubber aprons between their skirt and bloomers. So there was a rubber barrier when you sat down. So okay. like, like wearing an apron backwards and then in the front, there's like a panty like rubber piece. And then you like wear your skirt under the apron over, over your bloomers. bloomers. So you still were like, ble- bloomers. I guess you'd have to have something that did soak up. Because rubber does not. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just, like, you know, drip down. Yeah, so they would sometimes pin some sort of, like, diaper cloth or flannel to the panty (sighs) part. That's terrible. Uh, And when it was soiled, they would usually just wash them and reuse them. Uh, And, like, they were really heavy and smelly and uncomfortable. And it was was also common to actually burn the... (laughs) The diaper part, yeah, like the cloth, um, and they literally made Not special so stoves. <laughs> they made uh, special stoves for women to burn these things in, which is like why? <laughs> because they're poison. Uh, I just love all of it. Well, I love how scary, mm. like we have always been. That like that part makes me happy. The fact yeah. that like we like periods were terrifying at one point to I'm assuming men because I'm oh, yeah. assuming women were like yeah I don't think it's poisonous saying as it's coming out of me and I am fine <laughs> so I feel like it's just like a bunch of bitches standing around yeah you know making fun of all these dudes who are like get your period poisonous <sighs> period away from me but I that s- part I like I like that yeah. we were that scary yeah, and I also I think that, that. It, I think it remains to be somewhat true today. I think <laughs> men are still afraid of it. So, uh, 1896, the first commercial pads go on sale. Um, the pads were made by Johnson and Johnson, and the product was first listed as uh, Lister's towels, sanitary for ladies. But women didn't want to be seeing 
uh, being seen buying a product that so blatantly stated what it was, so it didn't sell very well. And this was, you said 18? 1896. 96, wow. Yeah, which is earlier than I thought, honestly. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> way before I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, so women were embarrassed by it. And then in 1920, the same product rebranded, and they came out with New Pack. So <laughs> I just immediately was like, Tupac. <laughs> 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 named after Tupac was the, the late great Tupac. Um, it's spelled <laughs> N-U-P-A-K, which I know is not how Tupac <laughs> is spelled. But anyway, they came out with Tupac. Um, <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> new pack. Stop your bleeding. Tupac. Stick Tupac I mean, down I would your pants. Buy that. <laughs> Tupac. Absolutely. He fits perfectly in your panties. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um... <laughs> So the brand name uh, could safely be asked for without being descriptive of what the product is. That's so did. weird because, like, obviously, it if it's out there, everyone knows what it is. Yes. It just has a name that right. everyone knows what it is but doesn't say it. You don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. I guess the fact that it didn't say, like sanitation whatever yeah sanitary for ladies it was just like a cool napkin yeah. <laughs> can i get some cool napkins oh my God. <laughs> get these cool napkins for your vagina um, i honestly feel like that totally still exists though, with products now that are like yeah stick these like Tampax pearls. Oh, I know. Fancy vaginas. <laughs> it's just a regular pearly, thing. Your pearly clam. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so gross. Sorry. That was <laughs> that was actually very good. It's very strange that re- the the conversations I've had recently with my mom. Don't know why I <laughs> I Facetime my mom on Sunday while she was with my grandma, mm-hmm. and somehow <laughs> I they twice in the conversation talked about sex in some way shape or form or like at <laughs> least like your genitals and huh. i learned that my grandma said that my mom and my sister were um jerk children and i thought she just meant they're jerks huh like jerks like you're a right. mean person you're a jerk she didn't she meant like accidents jerk children so she, i don't know if it was like a jerk motion as in uh-huh. it didn't it happened to i don't know what she was saying but oh, that was fuck. a phrase she was using um <laughs> and then also the i fuck? learned that my great grandmother called the vagina a possum and i was like that just doesn't no! even no. I don't get it. <laughs> no. That is like, probably that. my least favorite animal. That is the grossest oh. <laughs> animal. <laughs> there's a British... <laughs> there's like a British term. I don't know if it's British or European. I don't know how far across the UK it stretches. <laughs> but um, when they call vaginas gashes, like... Ooh, yeah. There's no. like a teen... There's this... T- it's so funny, but it's, like, oh. it's such a cheesy show called The Inbetweeners, and it's, like, a... Oh, I've heard of that. It's so funny. Um, but they, <laughs> there's, like, one kid, so they're, like, total nerds, and none of them get laid. <laughs> and one of the kids is talking about, like, talking like he does get laid, and he was just, like, she was frothing at the gash, <gasps> and I was, like... <laughs> Whoa! Oh! <laughs> it's so it is terrible. It's gross and hilarious. It sounds like rabies. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> for like so many fun uh, words I hate to it. call. Sorry, oh I didn't mean to go. On no, the that's whole thing, fine. But... I'm glad we talked about this. I feel uh, better. Yeah. <laughs> also, my middle school. The name of my middle school was Wakuchi. No. Yeah, it was. So. Oh no. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that is really sad. <laughs> yeah. And they used to call. I never. Per- I did not do this. But people called the people who went there. God, I don't even know if I can say it. This is ter- oh. this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Coochie critters and oh, Jesus, is that not the most southern fucking two words you ever heard? Too? Critters, fucking <laughs> Coochie and critters. <laughs> Kill me, Jesus! That's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's great. No, it's I do really love that. great. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Be around. Kids are so fucking gross and yeah, stupid. They are. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just gonna uh, generalize. Let's go back to talking about Tupac. Um, <laughs> that's right. So, um, so this new uh, branding had like the box had a label on one side with just the bland, the brand name and the company name but the other sides were plain so it could be carried or stored without embarrassment. I see. So they t- they wanted to keep it totally uh discreet. They described their pads as dainty, comfortable and absorbent. I feel like pads are only like one of those things at any given time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Dainty, and I, comfortable, absorbent. Okay. Never comfortable though. Never. never. Ever, ever, that ever, is ever. not a word no. I would use to describe a pad no. ever. So also in 1920, Kotex came out with the first pad. Made 1920? Of, really? 1920. Wow. They were like the first competitor of this other pad, uh, Nupak. <laughs> uh, they came out with the first pad made of cellulose, cotton, acrylic, uh, this like blend of all those whatever those are um, that was used for bandages in World War One. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. They they like they sort of marketed it. They used that in their like marketing tactics where they were like so when the war ended their warehouses filled with like these band this bandage material mm-hmm. and then to capitalize on the connection between the war and the product yes they featured like the ads featured nurses um and like showed oh my these, god showed these pads as like a revolutionary I'm way to handle it. your period i'm seeing it all <laughs> yeah like it a was nurse like... with a man and his legs blown off and she's standing there <laughs> just like smiling at the camera and the headline is just like like one of them isn't bleeding through their thing and it's like her it's this whole thing listen well you get it yeah and also i feel like there's just like a their tagline could have been like strong enough for strong enough for a soldier oh my god yeah strong enough for you that's literally (gasps) like i don't know if it was their tagline but the next thing i had written here was um Elisa Stein, who's the author of the book Flow, um, the cultural story of menstruation, which mm-hmm. I want to read, um, said these the pads were presented in a way that was like, if it's good enough for our soldiers, then it's good enough for us. Good enough for your um, vagina. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was the official tagline, but <laughs> it's still, it feels so Get off so your high like... horse, ladies. <laughs> Get on the ground with the troops. Yeah. And they... Oh my God. I know. It's, it's weird. Um, but they were marketed toward wealthy white women who could actually afford to shop at the department stores where the pads were sold Mm -hmm. um they would leave a nickel in a jar and take a pad from a box as to not call attention from them to themselves 
Uh, Stein also said that these ads had a ton of written descriptions about what the pads were and how they made you a better person um, (laughs) (laughs) to try and, like, popularize them, which is really great. Yeah, Um, I feel like I just get, like... Plus be a two better woman. moral <laughs> points every time I put a tampon in. Mm. I just, like, automatically become a better yeah. person. Yeah. And yeah. it's so weird to think that this was also, like, tampons didn't exist. So, it, for me, it's like, I go back to that time before I knew how to, like, really use a tampon. Mm-hmm. And how awful and fucking gross and just terrible oh, it was. so terrible. It was so bad. I have an issue, too, because, <laughs> like, it's, like, I also... Tampons can also be, get like, they... I feel like I can't pull like put them in and take them out over and over without it being like a little bit like I yeah. don't know what so on the sore side of things. Yeah. So I feel like I have to use something else, but I fucking hate pads. So I yeah. almost always just use a panty liner and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers know, crossed. Christ, Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's like a fucking <laughs> Like, lottery roll every time I, like, go to pee, and I'm like, let's see the damage. (laughs) (laughs) No whammies, no whammies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I just, like, if you ever hear, like, me yell Yahtzee from the bathroom, it's just because it went well. (laughs) We got a lot of fun. But... Yeah, so this was also, uh, they didn't have adhesive strips yet, so they weren't, like, sticky, so they were using them, I think... Uh, from the pictures, it looked like they were super, super bulky. Ooh, yeah, but and that felt good. To my knowledge, they were still being used. I mean, they were just kind of sitting in the panty, mm-hmm. and they might have still used the sanitary aprons. I um, see. But in 1922, which is two years later, a patent for one of the first menstrual belts appears. So it's like <gasps> yes, creepy looking, <laughs> but it looks like like medieval underwear. Like they're like a leather belt with like a pad hanging from oh one God. side of the circle to like the other side. Yes. Um, and I it's cannot like believe up. that that came before just putting something sticky on the bottom of the I know. thing you already had. Yeah, it was a literal <laughs> like belt that you oh put God. around your body. Uh, oh, that would be just, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. And people would normally wear um, washable pads with it. Yeah. So just <laughs> sounds like a l- good time. A great time. <laughs> So. There's like every time I put a belt on, I'm always just thinking to myself, like, man, I really wish this were somehow attached to the pad. Yeah, I, I really would love to bleed on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the 1930s, the first menstrual cup hit the scene. Interesting. <laughs> Which is so early. Um, that is so much earlier than I would have thought. I know. You would think it's. Like wonder, within the past ten years, yeah. Honestly. I, seriously, like um, I didn't real. I thought the diva cup was like some sort of breakthrough. Yeah, Apparently and we've all been lied to about I it. Know. But I mean, the cup was definitely much more effective than the pads. But people were so afraid to like touch anything bloody that um, it didn't sell very well, and it was kind of a flop. Uh, which is if just only so sad. They knew what we're doing to our planet right now. Oh, God, <laughs> Could I know. Have caught it's them so early. insane. Um, but then a year later, tampons. What 1931. Up? I wonder, like, what <laughs> was the 1931 tampon? Um, so, it was... <laughs> Designed by a man. <laughs> so good. So good first step. Fantastic. So far, so good. 
<laughs> Love it. Um, That's what I've always wanted was <laughs> yeah. just men in charge. He, so this guy named Earl Haas uh, created the first tampon with an applicator. His wife apparently was a ballerina and she was tired of struggling with bulky pads um, and like all the that she had to just like step into her little ballerina outfits. Kotex mm-hmm. um, didn't think it would work, so they passed on it. And this guy um, was like, I believe in tampons. <laughs> so he did he call them tampons? Did he come up with that name? Um, I think. Actually, I don't know. That's a really good question. I wonder. I don't know. Um, Because, yeah, tampons feels unintuitive. (laughs) Yeah, like, what does that mean, and what is that, and why? I don't know. I'm curious. But maybe we'll post it on social media, because I want to know the origin of the word, too. So this man, Earl Haas, he combined the word tampon and the phrase vaginal packs and called his product Tampax. So that's how Tampax was originated. That word. Interesting, yeah. Um, vaginal packs, which is just, I don't what? Really get that. I don't know. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> um, and tampons were advertised for married women only because people thought women would lose their virginity mm. um, if they inserted one. Which, that gives me good <laughs> feelings. Yes. This is 1933, <laughs> oh, no. which is, you know. Mm. Uh, like it, 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 even though it's fine, it worries me that they were like, "Yeah, stick this inside you," even though we clearly don't know how the inside of you works yet. Yes, yeah, just throw it up in there. Just and get it in it's there; it'll be, be fine. Yes. <laughs> um, so then, in like a few years later, the tampons hit the shelves. Um, Shara Vostrel, who's the author of *Under Wraps: A History of Menstrual Hygiene Technology*. Also amazing. Um, (laughs) Said, for many people, there was a lot of discomfort with the idea of women touching themselves in any way, their vaginal, in any way in their vaginal or labia area, especially Mm. young girls. Um, A lot of people argued that tampon use was not only inappropriate because it might break the hymen, Mm. but it also, (laughs) but it might also be pleasurable uh, and might be a way for girls to experience (laughs) orgasmic pleasure. uh definitely which not. is just most so... definitely not. <laughs> no, no you no. are not in any kind of mood <laughs> when you are doing you not only are you not in any kind of mood it's just like not snow it's just it's interesting that that people can think that's how it works it, like it is oh no at all moments if you just stick something inside of me i'll just be like <laughs> boom right to orgasm like no, 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 oh, no, no, no. We're, we're so complicated. It's, it's so yes. nice of you to, to undermine us in every single way possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. So also it was thought that you'd accidentally like lose your virginity if you inserted a tampon um, just like accidentally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but also <laughs> well, there it goes. Oh God, look there. Oh my God. It's over there. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> I lost it. It's just gone. And just also like, like, I just it like breaking the hymen. I know we know this, but I want to reiterate that breaking the hymen like does not have to be the losing of your virginity. Like, right. It's yeah. a total social construct. Completely different um, things there. 1942. A survey found that 37% of tampon users are still using homemade remedies, um, including, like, strips of doctor's office cotton or cut-up store-bought sponges, just, like, putting all those things in there. Yeah. Um, Mm. But 
Anyway, so 1945-ish, um, a gynecologist in Germany was developing the digital da- <laughs> digital tampon, um, also known as like a tampon without an applicator. So those still exist Ooh. today. I don't know why they're called digital tampons because yeah. that sounds really yeah. Clearly, techy, in the 1945s, but... I didn't know what the word digital meant, <laughs> or it didn't mean the same thing at least. Right. So those are like the little. They're just like a tampon without a string or an Ooh. applicator. Um, and I do. I know people still use those. Um, <coughs> so during this time, it also became apparent which physicians were forward thinking and which were more conservative because there was a split between some doctors who wholeheartedly supported uh, the use of tampons and some who like totally condemned them. So there was definitely a huge split within the doctor community, which is <laughs> never really a good thing because yeah. then you're like, what the fuck do I do? So then 1969, Stay Free puts out the first pads with an adhesive strip. So that is fucking almost 1970. Like, that's the first time there was ever an adhesive strip on a pad. Uh, Um, I wonder if it was one of those situations where someone just dropped something and it's like they had something like someone was wrapping presents and they left their tape sitting there <laughs> and then someone dropped it and the tape was stuck to it. And then it was like light like, bulb. Ding. <laughs> um, so this also put <laughs> but in, no belt. Uh, That's where they went. <laughs> right. It put an end to the belts. Um, it was, it was a game changer. Uh, it made women's lives easier. Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> 1971. So now uh, tampons were adding scents. Um, so t- they were being marketed as having a fresh, delicate scent. No, no, no. Uh, and they were known as deodorant tampons. And these, as we know, still exist today. Yeah, no. I, I tried them once and it was just so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like when you try to buy scented trash bags and it's like, yeah. no, it's just going to smell like trash. garbage <laughs> mixed with lavender, not exactly. just lavender. Yeah. So you're, it's just going to smell like your period. Yes. Like, and a flower shoved up there with it. Yes. But like one of those smells is going to be stronger. Right. It's probably not the flower. And it, it's weird because it's um, menstrual blood doesn't have a scent until it's exposed to air. So you can't, it's like, you can't even smell it until it comes out and then you just smell blood and what, you know, the fresh delicate scent. <laughs> so just in time to throw it in the trash. Yeah. Um, that's just, Oh God, I hate that. Cause I feel like that only obviously only exists because like only exists to, to, to make women think like, Oh yeah, I have this gross smell when I go to the bathroom. So I should fix that. Right, right. Because it provides nothing medically. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of people developed allergic reactions to the fragrances. Um, So that (laughs) sucks. That sucks real bad. That's Mm -hmm. shitty. That's a terrible place to have any sort of reaction of any kind. It's like not a good thing to experiment with. (laughs) Um, So in 1973, Playtex introduced the plastic dome-tipped applicator. Um, by this time, the tampon was used basically by everyone. Uh, and it, according to Vostril, who's the author I mentioned before, more than 70% of women included uh, tampons in their hygiene routine. So tons of women were catching on to the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1975, Procter Gamble began test marketing its first feminine hygiene project product. Um, it was a it was a futuristic new tampon <laughs> called Rely. Oh, God. Um, 
And it aimed to revolutionize the market by claiming <laughs> it was more reliable than any other product. Uh-huh. Um, according to the packaging, women could also rely on it to m- manage uh, mental strife because it even absorbs the worry, uh, which is bullshit <laughs> or total Just, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there so- are certain things that mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. That we had to get to the point of plastic applicators right. to be happy. Oh, yeah. But there's yeah. a certain point when you can stop. <laughs> when it's when you've done enough and it actually is fine the way it is. And, like, when you don't do that, you end up with, like, fucking pads with wings. Oh, my God. I hate, I hate it. Yeah. It's the worst. It doesn't work. It <sighs> seems like you, you hear it and you're like, yeah, I, that seems like it should work. But it turns out that having shitty tape on one side, if it doesn't stick to the inside of your underwear, it's also just not going to stick to the outside. And now <laughs> you just have more <laughs> of it. Yeah. More of it touching your legs. Mm sticking out of your undies mm, yeah it's just that's where you get when you just don't leave it alone it's yeah just procter and gamble leave game. it alone oh my god it's fine so, <laughs> it definitely gets worse so okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was made entirely of synthetic materials it oh, was dear. shaped like a tea bag and was no. engineered to expand uh both length and width wise oh, so it was okay. just like the sh- it was basically like a sort of sphere it wasn't shaped very <laughs> well for a woman's body. Right. Um, they put tons of samples in mailboxes across the country to test the market, and it proved to be wildly successful. So um, they moved forward with it. Uh, then new regulatory policies emerged uh, in the Food and Drug Administration, um, known as the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, the FDCA, uh, the policies ensured the safety of medical devices by regulating uh, labeling, branding, and uh, and to protect the customers from misleading claims. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, the medical device amendments, the MDA, required that companies seek pre-market approval for new devices from the FDA. So at this time, uh, tampons and pads shifted from being categorized as cosmetics uh-huh. to being considered medical devices. Um, and, and this it is was, the 80s? This was 1976. Oh, 76, okay, almost the 80s. Um, so, and then this was, like, a weird time because Rely was still in, like, the phase of being put onto the shelves. So uh-huh. um, they were in this weird loophole where, since they were first test marketed in 74... They predated the new 76 regulations, and it was spared from medical testing. Uh, Procter Procter & Gamble was not bound by federal law to produce scientific evidence concerning Rely's safety because it was basically grandfathered in. Um, Mm. And to this day, it is still required for cosmetics to list ingredients, but not required for medical devices. So you can read all the ingredients for, like, shampoo or mascara, but you they don't need to put it on the tampon box. Like Weird. that's still a thing. Yeah. Which is that's scary. scary. And yeah. I don't know why, especially after this whole entire fiasco that I'm going to get into, like it doesn't make any sense. Does it turn out that the relies are like packed with cocaine and that's <laughs> why everyone feels so much better when they're wearing it? I wish. Um, 
1978 Rely finally hits the market. It's doing well, especially for those with heavy flows, but it was painful to remove for those who had never given birth because it would absorb so much that it would like stick to the vaginal walls, uh, which is like, it just was like too uh, much. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it just sucks to think about. So move uh, through that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Volstrel, uh, uh-huh. Volstrel conducted a study in which she interviewed a woman who claimed to save her rely samples for special occasions, um, which is, I think, what a lot of women did around the time. The woman says, it was 1980 and Styx was playing at the Cow Palace in Oakland. Love it already. Um, I love this story. (laughs) She said that they... We anticipated little bathroom access at the arena, so the tampons offered a big convenience instead of waiting in the predictably long lines at the women's restroom. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the first time this woman had used Rely, and the tampon worked amazingly well, but she said, I I remember removing that Rely tampon after getting home late at night and wondering whether I had lost my virginity. That thing had gotten so huge. Um... So then she stopped using them after that because of being too, like, grossed out and just, like, it was yeah. so painful. I mean, like, pulling out a normal, like, a regular, not even a super tampon, mm-hmm. but just, like, regular tampon, pulling it out, like, it's uncomfortable. It, it feels sucks. kind of like you're pulling all of your insides out for a second. Yes. Um, It's not comfortable. So I can't imagine if something just, like, fucking balloons inside of you, mm. then having to pull it back through... How, oh my yeah. god that would be so uncomfortable no yeah yeah, yeah bigger yeah. is not better in these cases yeah and um on top of that it caused toxic uh, shock syndrome oh yeah so this oh, gosh. it was huge so it's synthetic material provided a medium on which bacteria could grow because mm. i never really knew what that was toxic so- tss uh-huh. um i just I've heard of it so many times and I knew that it was bad, but I never really knew what it was. So, um, there was a dramatic change in pH levels when women used the, the rely tampons because of the materials, Mm -hmm. um, a, this, which also caused the bacteria to grow. So it was just like this breeding ground of bacteria, um, toxins produced by the bacteria also caused many women to get high fevers, um, and TSS is presented in some cases as a mild flu-like sickness. Um, and in other cases, the toxic, the toxins that were released could literally send the person into shock. Oh my God. Um, horrifying. Cause yeah. it's like, that would be my last thought is like, Oh, it must've been my tampon. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's so fucking. Absolutely. But in 1980, uh, and, an NYU microbiologist, Philip Tierno, estimated that about one quarter of tampon users were using Rely. Um, And he also said that there was not one tampon manufacturer on the market with a product that did not contain synthetic ingredients, which are what cause toxics. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, as far as I know, it's still a possibility Mm -hmm. today. Uh, Between 1979 and 1980, there were 55 cases of toxic shock, fucking God, toxic shock (laughs) syndrome. TSS, I'm going to call it that because fuck. Um, that <laughs> I wish 55, it were called Toxic, toxic shock, six toxic shock, shock. Fucking God. <laughs> Syndrome. Um, so 55 cases were reported to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Seven of them were fatal mm. um, because more and more people around the country were reporting this medical issue. The CDC looked 
further into it and linked the disease to tampons. Wow. They studied cases in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa and found that the absorbency of the tampon and the use of rely tampons specifically were the only variables that significantly increased the relative risk of TSS. Wow. Um, so Tierno also said that three quarters of the women who reported TSS had been using rely. Um, like in 82, there was Kem versus Procter and Gamble. So the family of one of the women, Patricia Kem, who in Iowa, she, she, died because of TSS. Mm -hmm. uh, her family sued them. Procter & Gamble ordered, was ordered to pay $300,000 in damages, Damn. and the product was taken off of the shelves a few days later. That's good. Um, the lawyer for the case said it was the highest verdict in Iowa's history for the death of a housewife. Uh, yeah, every major manufacturer of tampons at this time faced lawsuits, but Procter & Gamble faced more than 1,000. Um, which that's exhausting. <laughs> that is. Um, I mean, they, they so there was clearly, clearly something wrong. like that probably needed to happen in order to get the actual product off the shelf because, yeah. like, they would have like you know companies who make money. Oh my god, I know. Uh, don't tend to care too much yes. about how mm -hmm. how harmful their product is if yeah. it's still making them money. Totally. Or like warning people that their product can do that, or mm -hmm. all of the all of the all of the above. Yes. So by June of 1983, uh, more than 2,200 total cases of TSS had been reported to the CDC. More than 80 percent were menstruating women using tampons. Um, in other news, 1983 was the first time tampons had ever been in outer space. <laughs> which Amazing. Is um, so Sally, <laughs> wow. Sally Ride was the first American woman in space. Um, and NASA engineers, this is where I'm like, okay, men do not understand the female body. And mm -hmm. you may have heard this story cause it's fucking hilarious, but NASA engineers, NASA engineers, engineers, engineers from, from NASA, NASA. asked yes. Sally Ride, the first American woman in space. They asked her whether 100 tampons would be enough enough for her week-long journey on the space shuttle. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so she was going to be gone for a week. <laughs> one week. Did she even have a period that week? I'm not <laughs> sure how she responded. A hundred. Oh, dear. For, wait, the first day? Or? <laughs> I'm going to need so many more than that. It's... I go through 100. at least 80, 85 a day. It's fucking oh my God. insane. 100. It's insane. Holy shit. NASA engineers. Yeah. NASA, <laughs> Just so yes. everyone knows. <laughs> wow. 1983. So that's, you know, too recent. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just can't. Like, ugh. And I know that men aren't familiar with how <laughs> women handle periods. Yeah. But fucking 100 for 100 a week. 100 of them. Like, of having your period, like, what do you think? Whoa, how do you think our bodies hold enough blood <laughs> to fill? That's like that would be like if you were trying to, if you like were trying to drain all of the blood from your body, yes, that would maybe be a hundred tampons, exactly. Maybe, maybe, right? I don't even <laughs> know. You know. Probably that would probably be far more than a hundred tampons, but. I just find it interesting no that they're idea. like, no, just extra blood that you have in your body, like a hundred mm -hmm. or yeah, 
Jesus Christ. I, I love it. Um, so I love that so much. So it's a complete mystery to all men. Um, anyway, <laughs> in 1989, uh, the FDA finally ordered tampon manufacturers to implement a standardized system of junior, regular, super, and super plus tampons. Um, these, That's good. These, Inclusive <laughs> of all flows. Yay. Um, these sizes ranged from 6 to 15 grams of absorbency. And just mm-hmm. to give you an idea... Um, at the height of the TSS scare, more than 40% of women were using tampons with absorbencies of 15.4 grams or more. Uh, so super plus is like 15 grams. Uh-huh. And before that, so that was just like, and that's, that shit for like, I mean, this is, pro- I'm sure there are a lot of women with very heavy periods for yes. a long time. Yes. But like. That is not usually an every day of your period size of tampon. No. You know, like usually right. you get, you have that and then you ease off a little and you don't have to, yeah. you know, near the end of your period and you don't have to do it that much. So mm-hmm. there's a reason for all tampons to be that size all the time. Yeah. And honestly, even using like a super tampon on a day where you have a lighter flow and you expect more, this is getting personal but like it still hurts (laughs) yeah like to take it out when you realize like oh there wasn't yeah the flow wasn't as heavy as expected because even Um, if it's not it does still expands yes but it's not um it's stiff it's more stiff when it's not proper like when it's not really being utilized to its full ability yeah it's uh yeah so that those tampons those rely things were just fucking massive no. It's just gross. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. No, no. Yeah. Uh, so, 1990, the Association of Schools of Public Health did research that showed a significant decrease in the use of tampons in all racial and ethnic groups after the TSS scare. Um, more than 40% said their use of tampons decreased after using after learning about TSS and in other in another larger survey just over half of the women reported using only pads so this was 1990 so people were still afraid um which makes sense because like people died because of it there were so many cases of it yeah um i mean i feel like that probably has to happen every time something mm -hmm. like that oh yeah like i wonder how long it took people to use or trust like tylenol after the whole anthrax thing Oh, I know. Like, I wonder how oh long God, it would have been since you would, like, buy <laughs> Tylenol again after Like, how that. are they still... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, like, it helps that Tylenol switch from the capsules to, like, the solid yeah. pills, because then that's a bit safer. Oh, that's true. But I would imagine they probably had to do that, because people were like, fuck, no, I'm not buying your fucking pills. Are you crazy? I know. I'm terrified of that now. <laughs> so that was probably crazy, yeah. how it went. Like, I, I can, I totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in 1997, Procter & Gamble buys his mother company, Tam Brands. Tam Brands. <laughs> um, uh, and then the feminine hygiene division starts working on a new and improved tampon, and the Tampax Pearl arrives. Oh boy, the Pearl! Um, wow, really? I didn't realize. That. I figured. I thought that was like a mid 2000s. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. So tampons were tampons with cardboard applicators were now known as like the tampon my mother uses kind uh-huh. of thing. Um, so this reinvention of the tampon was also a way for Procter and Gamble to distance themselves from Rely. 
because they were like, let's forget about that. Let's, and you know, it kind of <laughs> totally <it> forget how, <laughs> how awful we were. Yeah. Uh, look how, look at this. Pearls. Isn't that attracting Yay. you? Oh, women love pearls. Oh my God. Pearls for your neck. Pearls for everything. <laughs> no, um, let's not talk about how we killed anyone. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> that was so long ago. Look at the pearl. <laughs> it's so shiny. I find that so, like, I don't understand. Like, it blows my mind how there's tampons for people who are active. There's mm. tampons that open up at the top. Tampons open up at the bottom. Tampons <laughs> that open all the way and don't mm. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Like, just get just one... If someone could just focus on how to make it more comfortable, Mm because I feel like none of them are worried about, they're all just like, I feel like they're all just trying to to change it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, so they, their attempt to like redesign the tampon was also... It also included them to do some actual research about the vagina. So they were, you <laughs> know, trying. I know. So but they it only took you until 1997. Yeah. To, to look into the thing that you're trying to stick stuff inside. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> they realized that tampons had been always made like in a cylindrical shape while the vagina is not cylindrical. So they designed they designed the tampon to expand into shapes sort of like stingrays or kites mm-hmm. like that fun shape mm. rather than expanding cylindrically like they had been doing forever yeah i there's nothing that sounds better than like a kite type thing inside my vagina oh absolutely that so great get it up if i could just get something like yes. that That's if you guys could just start putting bows point. on the strings um <laughs> that would be so good that'd be adorable <laughs> <laughs> so cute <laughs> oh man it just is such a cute little thought like a little blue bow or something come on just have fun with that come on loosen up about your tampons um so 2001 tampax pearl hits the shelf so i guess yeah so it was invent or designed in 97 and then released in 2001 so the early wow. The early 2000s included a huge surge in popularity for uh, also for reusable menstrual cups. So they sort of made a comeback. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very curious about those. I just. Oh, yeah. I've never used one of those. I tried like soft cups once, which are like disposable versions of that. Uh-huh. And I couldn't figure them out, really. It was more just frustrating. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to stop. Maybe we should <laughs> do an experiment and report back to our listeners. Yeah. I mean, Let's I haven't had my period. Order. It's been 40 years. <laughs> but I... <laughs> I haven't had my period since I was back in the wall. <laughs> um, but I've had the, the IUD for two years now, so I haven't had my period since then. All right. Well, um, I'm a traditionalist, <laughs> and I have mine every month, so I'll do it. You're I so suffer brave. through anyways. <laughs> I let an egg get released every month. <laughs> So I'll let you know if I can buy a diva cup. I'm just going to diva cup it up next month. Yeah. See how it goes. I don't know. It scares me. It is. It is. Because it's like like if it, if you take a chance with it the first time and you do it wrong and then it's like, yeah, you bleed, you know, it just sucks. What does it feel like? Um, like, is there size constraints? Like what if my vagina is the wrong size? Oh, 
don't, questioning I don't know. everything. It's true. I, I know people who swear by them. Um, really? And I do I do think I would try it. Um, I mean, it's good for the planet. Yeah. And, and that's why in 2001, they, like, people were finally becoming more environmentally aware. So that's why I think a lot of hippies were like, Let's do reusable ones. All right. And All right. People are like that, okay. too. All right. I'm sold. I'm going to be a diva. Next you month. You could do... Read, like, tons of reviews online. Okay. That's what <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's yeah, helpful. It is. I should probably do some research before I just poke it up in there. So. <laughs> it's on my um, list. So, uh, according to Women's Health Magazine, the average woman menstruates for 40 years. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, <laughs> I forgot I wrote that down. <laughs> but, 40 years straight. Uh, 100 tampons. years. <laughs> a day. <laughs> a day. <laughs> um, but they did the math and calculated that tampons and pads create between 12,000 and 14,000 400 pieces of non-biodegradable trash per week. Oh, that makes me feel like shit. <sighs> it's like a lot. Look at you For not sure. having your period. You're, so, I know, I'm you're so basically <laughs> an environmentalist. Are you in the Peace Corps? <laughs> a so lot great. of it was um, out of fear for what <laughs> our administration would do to our rights. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. So it'll hold me through the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. In the last five years, the U.S. Patent Office has fielded proposals for a tampon with a saturation indicator um, where... Basically, some kind of... I don't really know exactly how they're doing this, but you would get, like, an alert on your phone. Like, your tampon's full. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, you need to change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, that's It'd be great if the alert was just, like, I don't know, like, Beyonce (laughs) just started playing. And you were just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Like, make it a happy experience. Like, you know, fucking dance all the way to the bathroom while I'm like, okay, I'll change it. (laughs) Fine. Let's do it. I would also like it if the string could be like a mood ring type thing so that when I go to take it out, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little down today. I'm fucking mad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they're looking into doing that. Um, They're looking into getting a reusable tampon applicator, which could help a little bit. um, So you don't have to throw out every plastic one. You just kind of wash it and then... So, I don't know. Reload. Yeah, reload that shit. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like ammo, basically. Yes. It really I just is. Want a, I just want, like, a, a belt, and I want to be able to do one of those moves where they, like, pop it out, and then, like, you <laughs> yeah. know. I'm like showing physically. I'm showing yeah. how it's done, which helps like, a lot. It's like. the show. But, yeah. It's a Like draw. an action show. Like, an, I want to be, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> of period havers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is this all too much to ask for? No. It's the future, people. That's good. Let's get on. Let's get going. Someone hire me. We're a bunch of fucking warriors out there. Oh, my God. There. I'm your... Please, I'm your idea man. Let me get up in <laughs> ladies' stuff and give them great, fun things. Oh, in 2015, this is kind of just a fun little story that's interesting. And it shows how periods are still taboo and tampons are still taboo and people don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to talk about it. I mean, we're, here we are. <laughs> Look at us doing it. Breaking um, the rules. Hell yeah. Uh, to 2015, the Fifty Shades of Grey movie came out mm. and apparently in the book... There's a scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, um, I knew about this. There's a scene where they, uh, they're like building up to sex, and then he realizes that she's on her period, and he says, "Good." 
He takes out her tampon, throws it in the toilet, and then... Okay, uh, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Mistake number one, those are uh, not flushable. Oh, my God. I know! How rude of you. Like, you're fucking... Your toilet's done, okay? You don't oh flush God. tampons. How rude of you. I, I've never not flushed a tampon. I don't oh, think my God! <laughs> Robin! I'm sorry. No! Was, a lot of the time, it was like, I just didn't know... Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the time, I was like, it's just easier. Right. It's really sh- just me being a piece <laughs> well, of shit. Well, I think it's because I, I like, grew anymore. up with my my like childhood home, for the most part, mm. had a septic tank as opposed oh. to whatever the other uh, way of disposing of right. bathroom stuff is. I don't know. I just go straight into the sewer. I don't know what it does. I don't know. In I the have ocean, no idea. No, we feed it to our children. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how it works. But I yeah, but I had a very serious warnings from my mother. Like, oh my god, if you do, oh shit, that's crazy. I, it yeah. was never even like. Well, I lived with my dad and my brother, so if so it was a problem, my dad would probably just not even mention it to me. Yeah, at he'd be all. like, honestly, if we don't have to talk about it, you can do whatever you want with that thing. I will literally I don't do even anything care. to not talk about that. <laughs> you know, mail it all to your teenage daughter. To your teacher. I don't care. I don't care what you do. With it. Let's just not talk about it, please. <laughs> oh my god! So in the scene, he throws it in the toilet. Mistake number one. Oh my god! And then he uh, fucks her immediately. Um, I would have been like, oh, you're not getting late now. I know. Absolutely like, not. What an irresponsible clearly. way to dispose of that. Um, but uh, so there was apparently, this was apparently the most talked about scene from the book. Yeah. Which I had no idea. I don't so know how I missed so this. It's just so sexy. It's how just you not? too hot. Not only is it sexy, it's like the kinkiest of sexy, yeah, you know? Sure. To- totally. It's just, I don't <laughs> So know. good. Yeah. I, I mean, know, ooh, steamy. Yeah. Ugh, sorry. I'm just thinking about experiencing that. It's like I, keep that in there. Yeah. What are you? Don't, I'm sorry. Who are you to take that, that out of do that? me? Sorry. You don't even That's, know how to properly. And yeah. why are you doing it from behind? That's such an inaccurate way. It's not good. Yeah. And then so this was. It was a big deal that the scene was cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the director of the movie said it didn't make it into the movie. It was never even discussed. So clearly, they were just uncomfortable with Is it. That a, I was think. it a, directed by a man? Shit, I don't know. I should have looked that up. No, it's okay. I'm, I'll, um, I'll do a quick search of it while you okay. keep talking. Because I'm willing to bet you it was <laughs> Sam Taylor Johnson. Oh, shit, that is a woman. Apparently, she hates tampons. <laughs> And periods, and their involvement in people's sexual relationships. Apparently, that's rude, Sam. She hates women. Taylor um, Johnson. She's a hyphenated last name, so she's probably a feminist in that way or something. That's true. Good for you. Yeah, good Whatever. for you. But your movie's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought it's not it was your so fault. funny. I mean, it's really fun to watch. <laughs> it's definitely not meant to be funny. No, I know. So it's. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you did it right. No, definitely not. But it was fucking hilarious, and I do recommend it because it's so just like get really high and watch it. Because there are some parts where you're like, "That's hot," (laughs) like that's I get that. Okay, but then other part like the dialogue is fucking so. Mm-hmm. bad it's so it's so so, good. so so fun when i saw it i was like that <laughs> is a how to spot uh an emotional abuser 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. Mega issues there, girl. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Not even worth it. Too much. Too many. You know? Ugh. I mean, you could probably just ask some normal dude to do kinky shit, and they'd be like, he, yeah, actually, yeah, I just okay, came in my it. pants with even <laughs> just asking me to do that. No you contract don't. required. <laughs> exactly. Everyone goes back to the, well, she knew. Yeah. She's so cool. No, and like, that. I, that, the fact that in the movie, they're just like, butt plug? What's that? And it's like, oh my, honey, what do you think it is? What do you think that does? Just context clues there. What do you think about plug is? You, it's a plug for your butt. God damn. Honestly, it. really not that complicated. God, girl, Out of all the things that they could have questioned, like, what is that? I know. Butt plugs. That's what I they know. thought was like the most mysterious <laughs> of sex toys. Alrighty. Cool. Jesus. Cool. 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 But, uh, so that's, I mean, this is sort of me wrapping up, but to have, just to let you know, full disclosure, I'm ending Just so you know, this is over. over. We're done here. Um, but I, my thoughts on how to make, like, periods less taboo, Uh it's a complicated thing, but I think just by talking about them more and... Men need to ask more questions, Mm -hmm. and we need to also answer them honestly. Um, And it should be taught to all kids in all health classes thoroughly. Uh, Yeah. Um, In my opinion. uh, Why not? Because you're all going to get there probably eventually. I mean, at some point, you know, there's a good chance that (laughs) you're going to interact with someone who mentions it, Mm -hmm. who's on it. Who's carrying their tampon proudly to the women's mm-hmm. ba- bathroom? But the bathroom, <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, you know, just it's not a big deal. Mm-mm. I feel like I when there was a commercial that came out like years ago where a, a girl was on a boat and that boat had a leak. And she, like, opened the tampon in the commercial and, like, stuck it in and and did the whole, like, applicator, the whole thing. Oh. put the tampon in. Like, she did the whole process of how you actually use the tampon to plug a hole in a boat, though. Right. Um, And while I think the message was as simple as, it's that absorbent. Right. It plugs a hole in a boat. Right. Everyone was like, whoa. Because they didn't know how it worked. Yeah. Is that... And Whoa. then you just sh- did it on TV like that. It's like, it's really not. It, uh, it's, it's like some so plastic and some like shitty. cotton and a string and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And people still have problems. Like how they would per- portray like, like in those pad commercials that it would always be like blue liquid. Yeah. It's like, what's the furthest thing from a blood looking substance? Which is interesting because blue. like blood, period blood does not look like real blood. No. You know, yeah, it's thicker. It's yeah, globby. It's it is it's like a sometimes goopy. brown. Oh, it's like always it's brown, like, which is actually just yeah. accurate because I, right. I one thing that fucking annoys me when mm. movies have blood that's supposed to be there or like fucking YouTubers. I know. I, why do I care? And why is this something <laughs> I have? When fucking YouTubers go places and it's like red shit all over the wall and they're like, dude, that's blood. That's blood. Oh. like. Blood dries brown, dear. Blood yes. dries brown. Yeah. All blood dries brown. Yes. Just like <laughs> when you try to fake a, a, a bloody murder scene for your YouTube video. Think about it. It should be brown. Do some it's, research. Unless it's like fucking wet blood. 
it's brown. It's, yeah, that's just. That's but right. but although that is, it, um, then, then again though, it is jarring to pull your pants down and just be like, brown stuff is everywhere. <laughs> 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 and when it's not poop. It's, yeah, it's really disturbing when you're not on your period. Or you're a man. <laughs> Get oh your shit God. together, boys. Oh, Jesus. So anyways. Um, but I also, I will post a link, because um, I found a good article on Bustle that provides 10 organizations that provide menstrual products for those who need them. Oh, that's nice. Um, I actually shared something on on our Facebook today. Oh. About links to thanks. No, I'm just I know. Links to like place p- the the organizations that help women in prison with stuff like that oh, as well. Oh, good. So that's great. Yeah, you okay, should cool. totally share that. Yeah. No, I like I don't know cuz sometimes after I do these things I'm like, well, how the fuck what do I, what can I do? Yeah. Um yeah, let's just be open about our bloody yes. selves. So I have a Cosmo tip. <gasps> Yay! Um, I also have Cosmo tips that are okay. just—they're just so lame. But whatever. <laughs> I know this. It—it's definitely taking some more digging already mm-hmm. to find good ones. But um, so this Cosmo tip—it's uh, titled "In the Woods," and then it just says, "Wanna try?" Uh, your two biggest risks are bugs and poison ivy. To fend off bugs, spray yourself with insect repellent beforehand. Just not on your neck, breasts, or anywhere else your man may kiss or lick. As for poison ivy, remember, if there are leaves of three, let it be. So I feel like (laughs) I learned a lot more about the woods (laughs) in that tip. Uh Um, (laughs) That sounds fucking gross. I don't Just the thought of licking... Uh, uh, insect repellent. Yeah, I don't. Sounds terrible. Want to do that? And I don't like the smell of that. Is not good. No, I'm not sure. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, just like it's not good. Doing it outside's fine. <laughs> it's like illegal, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but there's also inside, which is cool as well. Right. Just like just, you could just do it inside. Yeah, but I mean, if you're camping. And you're alone. You're not afraid of bugs going, like, in terrible places. Mm -hmm. Sure, all right, I guess. Yeah, it's a dealer's choice, really. (laughs) Um, So. So that was yours. That's my hot tip. (laughs) Hot, hot tip. (laughs) Well, I found an article that now just refuses to load, which makes me so upset. Oh, But it was, like, tips based on Oscar movies. Okay, so the the one that's based on The Wolf of Wall Street, I'm just oh going to rattle off a couple because they're just not even that cool. <laughs> like, use your imagination, know. you know? Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street one, which was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Oh, yeah. It says, drink everything you have in the house, get naked, maybe invite some friends over, have them get naked too. Do you have a boat? Get on it. If you manage <laughs> not to get arrested, have an orgy. Shit. So <laughs> there's it's that. that. Easy. <laughs> it's just like that. That's... That's all you have to do. Damn. Um, uh, gravity, get a sex swing. Boom. Weightless simulation. Oh simulation of space sex. This is really yeah. good. Yeah, this is so good. <laughs> I feel like writing this must be so fun. I, I like, while we make fun of this, I would take this job. 
And I would write <laughs> absolutely. Face. Oh, absolutely. And I would take their money. And uh, it wouldn't yes. even feel bad. No, because it's fucking hilarious. Because you're like, people are reading this and maybe trying it. <laughs> absolutely. So the the desolation of smog, which is like the um, Hobbit movie. Okay. Uh, speak only Elvish to one another during sex. Don't know oh, Elvish. No. I can. I can't help you. Oh. I, she mean can because she linked a YouTube video. Typos, I'm sure. Oh, or just make up something because that's fun. And then the last one I'll read is the Spring Breakers because it involves going to the okay. dollar store, which is always the best way to it's start really your hot. sex adventures. Invest in several plastic water guns, a lot of fake money, dump your new items all over your bed, lay them out. Oh, my God. Then lay out all your best sneakers, shorts, and show everything off to your man while declaring, look at my shit. Whoa! <laughs> this one is so I like much. that one. Have sex on top of money and guns while blasting Skrillex at deafening volumes. Shit. That sounds really fun. <laughs> that one actually does. But you don't even have fun. to have sex in that scenario. It's just kind of actually, like, yeah. Look at my shit. That was just gonna be fun in general. Doing all of those just things. Do that with a friend. Yeah, just like, have fun with it. Look at all my shit. You know what? It doesn't have to be about sex all the time. Yeah. God, pervs. <laughs> God. Well, thanks, Robin. That was yeah, great. Thanks, Lacey. I really enjoyed that a lot. Thanks for listening. I, I appreciate Yay. it. And thanks, guys. Thank and you. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. And we'll be here. Yep. Just waiting. Just in this closet. Waiting to have someone listen to us. <laughs> to Tell listen your friends. To subscribe, rate, review. Thanks. <laughs> You can find us on the internet at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Frisky History. Um, you can also listen on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google maybe has one. Anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can direct your questions, concerns, feedback, and weird sex stories to our email at friskyhistory at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, so, bye. Bye. <laughs>